Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg. And welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. This is the Alexa Live quick recap episode. And uh, we'll see just how quick it actually is because there is a lot to recap. But um, so we're recording this the day after Alexa Live, which means we've only had the barest amount of time to look through all of this. So right up front, I think we should make clear, we're gonna be talking about this stuff for a while. We're gonna go into depth about a lot of things later, but this is, you know, I think this is gonna be what, what caught our eye the most. So I guess Man. I'll kick off with, I guess I'll kick off with that. What caught your eye the most, Mark? Oh my, the, the thing is, so there's, there's some of these conferences that, that you know, are kind of meaty and, and you know, are interesting, but this one seems like, it was like a fire hose. They were like, you know, bam, 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 bam. Um, this, you know, try, that opening um, session was just, it was like name dropping features left and right. And then, you know, trying to catch uh, the follow-up sessions. Uh, th there was just a lot to go through. Right. And, and the, not the follow-up sessions didn't cover everything even. No, you know, they were was... only 20, 20 minutes each. Yeah. yeah. So there was, there was a lot that I, you know, I was left going, wait, what, but, but what does that mean? What, what, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that, that's a clever sounding thing, but what does it mean? Um, no, I totally agree. Um, so like some of the things that first caught my eye was some additional APL things. Um, and it would, it's along the lines of if you've got a smart uh, display, so an echo show device, um, or even devices from other makers like the Facebook portal or, or whatnot, uh, then you can use APL and it's a way of making your skills more discoverable. Um, so like one of the first features they talked about was um, uh, featured skill cards. So the idea is that uh, your Echo Show is constantly cycling through different things and uh, you know, doing news stories or, or whatnot. And so now you've got the ability to use APL to do these featured skill cards that are just, you know, promos for uh, your skills. So it's just a way of doing uh, skill discovery. And then similarly is uh, this concept called APL widgets. And what that is, is actually a snapshot into your um, skill. So like in a game, it could be the, the leaderboard that, you know, the the person's score plus the you know the people just ahead and just behind, or it could be like something's happening in the game, or it, you know there's it's just wide open, but it's it's actually something that teases them to to you know see what's going on, remind them that this skill exists, and then they can even uh, tap to go right into the skill and start um, you know uh, playing around with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Both of those sounded really exciting. And, you know, I think the widgets concept is really going to be something that we see from both platforms yeah. moving forward a lot. And I think it's interesting that in some ways uh, the widgets are performing the same action in both. It's not going to be a full featured conversation, but it does let you start that conversation and do a limited bit of action through it um, and show a limited set of results as part of the screen. And I think that's going to be great. I'm really curious where the recommended skills go. And that was one of the things that had me going, but what, what does that mean? Um, so what yeah. is a, what, what will get you recommended? 
what will get you on that screen? And the answer is, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that, um, and that's true. You know, it's like, you'd be crazy as a developer to not do it. But then you also have like, oh, well, how are they going to cycle through 100,000 right. <laughs> skills um, that are, are doing this? You know, uh, and, and how, supposedly, what's the criteria? Yeah, yeah and, and supposedly from the reports that I was hearing from, uh, from Brett Kinsella, there will not be a way to pay for promotional space there. So, oh, see, I haven't caught that. But yeah, well, that's interesting. That wasn't something that they talked about there. And they never said that it would be, but they kind of hinted that, you know, I mean, you know, the, the description of it is um, promote your skill using predefined discovery cards, convert that's top of funnel traffic to long-term engaged customers. To me, that really sounds like we're going to let you advertise your skill. Yeah, it does. But apparently <laughs> not. So hmm. I think we'll see where, where that actually goes. That, that's one of those. It's going to be interesting to see what plays out. Yeah. So also, interestingly, this isn't APL related, but in the um, Alexa app, you can have rich media um, detail pages as well that go along with your um, skill. So... That's another place that if you're you know, roaming around the Alexa app doing things, I don't know, setting up routines or whatever you're going to be doing inside there, uh, then there might be a way to get additional attention um, on your skills from that, um, you know, that avenue as well. Yeah, it seemed like clearly there was a lot that they were trying to do that was not necessarily increasing discovery, but at the very least increasing conversion. Right. You know, they talked a lot, you know, even though there were no new announcements about quick links, and we talked about this last week and a year ago, yep. even though there were no real major announcements about quick links, and that's not true, there were some, but they were talking about quick links a lot in terms of using it as a way to, to convert people from the web to your skill. Right. Yeah. Um, some other ways that they talked about, um, Discoverability is uh, um, name-free invocation, NFI. Oh, yeah. um, so they talked about uh, being able to say things like, Alexa, I want to play a game and, and have um, your skill come up as, as something that uh, is suggested. Or if you've played a game, you know, my game before, and then, I, then you go back and say, I'd like to play a game. They're like, well, you've played Snatch Word before. Would you like to play that? And so it's, it's a, um, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to, to do that, but it seems to be like a personalization feature um, that, that will help you get back to, if you can't remember quite exactly the name, is it Snatch Word or Snatch Words or Word Snatch? Or then you can say play a game and, and maybe because you've played it recently, it will suggest that. Um, or other skills that you've that are games that you've played that maybe will get you back into to something kind of reengaging. Now, I feel like there were several features that were actually launched around this, and and I worry that I'm confusing one for the other. <laughs> so, what you just described sounds a lot like what Google calls built-in invocations. Oh, the, the, the you like to play a game, right? Yeah, like to play a game. I think another one was I'd like to do a work. The three of them that I remember hearing them mention, which I can't find quickly now, sounded a lot like their ones that were that Google had as well as built-in invocations. But I feel like there was more 
to what NFIs could do. Yes, there, there definitely seems like um, if, and, and NFIs, if, if I recall correctly, it was actually announced last year. And so it's been kind of um, behind the scenes, not much, you know, I guess some people have been doing preview stuff with it, but it's not really been as widely available. And so I think they're, you know, kind of pushing that down the road and really saying you should be, you know, should have an NFI container for your skill. And there's all kinds of goodness that's going to happen. Some of it automatically because you've, uh, you've done that. And so the feature that we're talking about here is this um, recommended skills in popular discovery phrases. So these discovery oh, phrases okay. like play a game. Um, but then the other part that I've, I mentioned too, is this like um, how they're terming it on the, there's a, like a summary uh, page where you can go and click to, to join different previews. They have it listed as personalized skill suggestions with NFI. So that would, I, that falls under the categories. Like if you played something okay. before and it's personalized and you can then say, you know, play a game and it would recommend a specific game that you've already enabled or played before. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And I think also one of the other things that if I remember correctly, that was announced as part of NFIs was that they would also, they also now had a toolkit that would recommend some additional phrases that you should register for. Yeah. Did I, um, did I get that correct? I, I, and I'll I, admit, I'm not sure I understand everything going on here. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I don't, I don't um, have a good handle on that. There's something that's grouped uh, loosely under NFI container. And I'm not exactly sure all the things that are, are available on, on that. Okay. Um, so either way, I mean, it sounds like a bunch of, of NFI and invocation tools that are there or coming as well. Yeah. So, and again, we're going to go into all of these in more detail as we figure them out. Yeah, we have definitely weeks and weeks of, uh, of new material content. To talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of material that kind of talks about one of that kind of addresses one of the friction points that we've sort of talked about in the past that we're going to need to, to talk more about. What are your thoughts on the new paid skills? Interesting. Um, the only example that I have of, of a paid skill in action was like the Samuel L. Jackson voice. Voice, yeah. Um, so that's something where it's it's got enough of a, um, I don't know, I guess you understand it enough and there's enough a big enough celebrity that you're like, oh, 99 cents, yeah, I'll just go ahead and pay 99 cents. I'm not exactly sure in what categories or how a paid skill would be would be better in some cases um you know i like the idea of a subscription because you get to you know have it for a three day seven day whatever trial and get to uh, experiment with it before and then you like it and then you go ahead and subscribe it well apparently the paid skills also offer a, a trial period oh okay i didn't catch that part so uh, so that would be interesting then yeah um i i think the thing that confused me the most about it is increasingly we're seeing I mean, everything turn into a service rather than a product, you know? Yes. So I'm, I am renting features on my car rather than buying a car increasingly. And certainly for a, a technology, like a skill that runs somewhere else that has a recurring cost every time somebody accesses my skill. Yep it seems more like I'd want to charge them a subscription rather than a flat fee up front. So I thought that was 
a little weird. I mean, I, I, yep. I, I don't have a problem with them doing it. I guess for some people, it's a model that makes more sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, you know what skills evolve into uh, paid skills, and kind of what the you know, purpose is. If we kind of start getting some things coalescing around different ideas of um, these are the types of skills that you would want to use paid subscription versus you know one of the other ISP options. So, so what else um, caught your fancy? Well, so in this same area as mon- of monetization, uh, first of all, a big shout out to. Uh, two new countries, uh, English-speaking countries that can now um, do in-skill purchasing, India and Canada. So that means that I could expand SnatchWord so that uh, you can pay for it uh, in uh, the United States, UK, Canada, and India. Um, well, this, uh, this is also interesting, though. I yeah. looked at, I, I don't see it on the link that I have currently in front of me, but my understanding was it's not just open to both of those countries in English but also both of those countries in their other language besides, yeah. you know, so, so it's all, so in-skill purchasing will also be supported in Hindi in India and French in Canada as well. Really? As English. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, yeah. I went and checked uh, yesterday right after this uh, that to say, Hey, maybe I can just uh, click a couple of boxes and resubmit and, and uh, expand Snatchword to a couple more countries, but it wasn't in my dropdown. I, I was going to say, also, I also think it's all coming <laughs> soon. A lot of these are yes, are coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were like uh, that document. There's most of them are preview forms. There are a few that are docs. Um, one's like a general. Oh, are you interested? <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, Lots of things are coming. Um, also in the area of monetization, a couple yeah. of things that are interesting is being able to take products that are already on amazon.com and expose them through your skill and allow you to purchase, allow the, you know, your customer user uh, to purchase them uh, similar fashion of in-skill purchasing. So you're still inside the skill flow, you purchase you know, your yoga mat or whatever, right? Um, and then uh, you're right back in, in the skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's interesting. I can see different things where, um, you know, like if, it's, if it's something for a brand or celebrity, you could um, you know, purchase t-shirts or ever, other memorabilia right there on the site. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of interesting aspects to that. So, so not yeah. only was that there, but it's also t- it can also be tied to the Amazon affiliate program. Yes. So that's, that's listed yeah. as a... A related but different feature. Um, yeah, exactly. So you can sell your own things, or I guess anything from Amazon, and then, um, and it just you know purchases, and I'm I'm assuming fulfills because there's been Amazon paid that you can do before, but you had to handle the um, you know the catalog of items to sell, and once the payment happened, then you had to handle the fulfillment and recording it in your own system. This sounds like this is hands off. It's already on amazon.com. You surface it. They say, uh, I want to purchase this item. It gets added to their card or they go ahead and purchase it. And then it gets charged to the, the credit card on Amazon and it gets sent to the address. There is nothing that you have to do as far yeah. as other backend systems. And you can start selling items through your skills. And that is, that is huge. That is huge. You know, I, when I heard this, I'll admit, I heard this and I'm like, I don't know, that seems kind of niche to me. I mean, you know, not that it won't yes. be used and not that it's not useful and valuable, but uh, that seems kind of niche. And 
every develop almost every developer I've talked with since has said, no, 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 I can I can see selling stuff. You know, just you know, it's affiliate links. It's you know, just like on yep. podcasts where you hear affiliate links or on blogs where you see affiliate links. Now we're gonna see the same sorts of things in skills and yeah, so so selling your own products or like what you're saying with the associate links where you can sell any product um, from Amazon and uh, because you've associated your um, your Amazon affiliate link uh, to your developer account, then you get up to 10%, um, yeah, I guess, commission for the sales yeah. that you that you make. And I see for, um, you know, agencies and, uh, you know, businesses that are making skills for others that that's going to open up some excitement um, oh, for creating their own skills. Without a doubt. They're going to, I mean, but it also now means that you can do things like, you know, you can sell a Snatchword t-shirt through the Snatchword yep. store. Um, exactly. So you can sell uh, physical goods or digital goods just all uh, from within your skill. And uh, it would just be a, a seamless workflow. Um, I guess it's just really easy for both the user and for the developer to include that. Yeah. Speaking of one of the seamless things that was kind of in my category of, you mean it didn't do that before? And I should know that it didn't because you and I have discussed this a couple of times. Right. Where the uh, the voice forward account linking and the voice forward permissioning system that's now yes. available. And I saw that. And I my initial reaction was, that is great to see that it's finally there, but I don't think developers are going to be wow over it. But again, I was surprised. Every developer I talked to, they said, oh, no, that's I've been waiting for that for ages. So I think that's yes. a really exciting thing. Yeah, so interesting. So like, uh, let's talk about voice forward consent. So we've already have um, a subset of the permissions that you can do on Alexa. You can instigate inside of the skill and just do it as part of the skill workflow. You don't have to leave and and go over to the, the Alexa app and your permissions and go ahead and enable permission for skills. So this has been expanded to things like name and um, an email address. Um, I'm not sure if it's everything. Uh, we'll have to uh, take a look to see if, if that's been, and, and what the way that I would like it to work, if, if it is going to work that way, I do like the fact that there is a settings page where you can go in and click on permissions. And I like the idea that you can start it in from voice and turn on a, um, a permission and then it like toggles it on and keeps it on so that subsequent times you don't have to you know be prompted um, i know on google every time that you hit a, a spot where you needed to um, ask for permissions you need to give voice permissions and then that, the that next is, time you have to do it again right yeah that is actually just for location now oh is it yeah it's just for location but that's because name and email address and all of that are tied into the Google sign-in, which is the equivalent of account linking. Oh, okay. So they kind of assume that if you want the name or the email address or the phone number or anything that's part of the user's profile, you get that through account linking stuff. And the one thing left in permissions is location. And that you need to verify every time still. Okay. All still. right. Fair enough. <laughs> so um, voice forward account linking is interesting. I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, current account linking, there's, there's, you know, the standard account linking. That was the first thing that was out where you start the account linking 
or login process from the Alexa app, or you go into your voice app and you need account linking and it tells you, hey, go to your Alexa app. And so it's it's it started from the Alexa app. Right. And They've, that one was and that one required you to have your own OAuth server and it would do funky handoffs to the OAuth server and, and so yeah. forth, right? Yeah. So, so right. yeah. It's, it's that, that was the same on the Google side. Yeah. Following OAuth 2 authorization code grant um, and just following, you know, that through defer over to uh, a web page for login and that login page is hosted inside the Alexa app and, and you can sign in and, and different hands off. And then finally the, the token gets cached and, and, and you're good to go with account linking. That flow is fairly simple. Um, as long as you've already have an OAuth server set up, right? Um, to, to do that, it's just some configuration settings on your OAuth side and, and on the Alexa skill side. That's, that's pretty easy. It's not super convenient from um, a user's perspective because they have to stop the flow and they have to go over here and there's just different things. So that's, so that's kind of the first one. The second one that they introduced was um, app-to-app account linking. If you already have like a mobile app and you log into your mobile app, then you've already done one side of the connecting. Um, so there's a way that you can then um, do the account linking um, starting from that point um, and, and it's a little bit smoother, uh, definitely a better experience from, from the user. So now we've got a third option, which is this voice forward account linking. But um, right now it's limited to uh, login with Amazon. And there's actually this intermediate skill that you have to write that kind of does the, the handshaking back and forth. Well, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so I think there's still some limitation. Like if I wanted to use this with clients that have their own um, OAuth server, can't do it yet. Yeah. Um, and um, and from a user's perspective, I think it's going to be a lot smoother of a flow, um, but I think it's gonna be more complicated to implement from a developer standpoint. That's really interesting because the equivalent on the Google side, which is uh, Google OAuth, or how do they, what do they call it? Sign in with Google Assistant. Um, is literally all you, you know, it, it kind of assumes you're going to need to sign in with go your Google account. And that somewhere, if, if you needed to use this outside of the assistant, that you would provide a login with Google button. And that's where the, the connection takes place. And there is a login with Amazon button. I mean, the, yes, yeah, there is. it exists, but it's not as heavily used. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this is going to drive more websites to start using sign in with Amazon as well. Yeah, it, I might. So that will be interesting to see. So I think, I think we're making the steps in the right direction. Um, account linking still is hard either from a developer standpoint or, or clunky from a user's standpoint, but hopefully this is, is uh, a step in the right direction and um, it'll be interesting to start seeing, you know, first opportunity I have to start implementing that to see how it, how it goes in implementation. So, so what is your, this sounds really interesting, but I really, I need more details. Oh, um, feature that you're looking at. Well, there's a couple of language model features that I'm interested in. Um, so there's customized pronunciations, which is in preview. Um, so it's that situation, I think, where you've got uh, names or words that are spell, uh, pronounced a specific way so that um, 
that that you can get customers implement uh, custom, um, I guess, pronunciation. So this is, I guess, is that this one's probably more on the SSML side. It'd be interesting if you can do customized pronunciations it, on the input side. I, well, it's so the input I side. This one is the input this side? Is, so it was totally not clear from the presentation yesterday. Yes. Or even one of the blog posts. It wasn't until I saw the description and they describe it as ingest your own pronunciations in Alexa to improve the speech recognition of oh. rare or custom words. So it definitely is language model. It's definitely the language model, which is really, really interesting and impressive. Yes. Well, you know, like if you're doing stuff in you know various fields, it could be science with scientific terms, medical terms, drug names. Oh man, there's lots there, of different there's things. There's so much that can be done here. And, and it's just in preview. You know, so there's not really a lot about it, but I could even say, you know, depending on how they do this and how successful it is, it could also be used in like skills where you're teaching a foreign language and you're asking the person to pronounce something to make sure that they pronounce the word correctly, even though you're now talking, you know, so you may be talking to them in English, but the word that you're expecting to hear back is Italian or Japanese. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it can do that, but I could easily see that being, you know, either growing into something like that or having that kind of a feature in a very limited way. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's definitely interesting. Um, I'm wondering what they're going to use, if they're going to use IPA um, uh, or, or some other way to, to to uh, specify you know, the different pronunciations. Yeah, I, I wonder if it means that, you know, you need to say this word 20 times from five different people or something so that Ooh. you're literally training a, an ML language model. Maybe, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can think of a hundred ways that they could do it and I don't know. Yeah, something else in the language model side that it would be interesting to get more details on is slot negation. So this is the idea is that you could ask for something, but not something else. Like, oh, huh. give me pants that aren't red. I don't know. So huh. I, I don't know how it's going to be implemented if it's somehow just tagged on to the slot as far as, you know, it's fill, the slot is filled with red, but then there's also like an additional modifier that you could get access to for every slot or if you have to do slots a special way. I don't know. Now, um, is that part of of slots or is that part of Alexa conversations, which they also talked a lot about? It doesn't list it specifically as Alexa conversations. The, the description hmm. is allows your customers to indicate things they don't want, like hmm. shoes without white soles. Hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. I gotta tell so, you, the, the feature that I saw that kind of made me go, yes, that sounds great, uh, maybe. <laughs> and the watch party that I was with had a lot of people go, who would want that feature? Is the interactive media improvements. So that from the description, so, so the description that was given was that while media is playing, you'd be able to say, request a song or request a dedication to someone. Yeah. And to me, that says, okay, so that means in an audio stream, we're now going to start introducing some of those conversational elements that I love from the Google side of things. 
and that prevented us from writing the two voice devs <laughs> skill. So the question now comes, okay, will I be able to create custom intents as part of the media stream or am I limited to additional intents in the media stream? And huh. yeah, there's no documentation. Um, Good question. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, so a couple of other things. So let's talk a little bit about routines. Um, oh, yeah. Some feature coming out with, uh, it's called custom tasks in routines. Now, um, there's two different types of quick links. Um, there's like the standard flavor of quick links, which is basically, you don't have to do anything to your skill. It could already be published out there. Um, all you have to do is grab the unique skill ID for the, the skill and like what country it's, um, it's you know, it's from. And you can, you know, doctor up a URL and then start passing that on social media. And when you click that, it takes you to a web page that lists the different devices that you can, in essence, cast to. And then select one, and then the the skill starts. Um, so that's uh, that's a typical quick link. So that's a way of getting from your, um, you know, I guess web or some some non um, smart speaker smart display into um, a skill executing on your device. Now, there's an additional one called um, like custom task quick links. And that's where you have to define some code on your side of things. And it needs to be, you know, uh, you know I guess, redeployed and certified. But it's a, it allows you to pass parameters and other custom values. So then in the quick link that you provide, it's a different format, um, but it it actually you know, starts up your skill and it can deep link right into a specific uh, intent. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about custom tasks and routines. Now, with routines, you've been able to create um, a routine that has a skill as the last item. So you can say, oh, I just want to invoke XYZ skill and it starts up, it does the launch request and that's good. Um, you've also been able to create a custom action and basically you type the same phrase as what you would say to Alexa. So I've used that to start up um, skills and deep link. So I could say, you know, Alexa start, you know, whatever skill um, and, um, you know, do this, whatever, one of the, the deep, the invocation or the, the intent for the, the, uh, for the deep link. So you could type out that whole phrase and, and create that in a routine already. So that already exists. So this well, is, that's this interesting. I didn't realize option. you yeah. could type out the whole phrase. Yep, you can. That's that's something that's been, I don't know exactly when it came out, but probably just this last year that is when I've noticed it. Because um, again, both of those are available in on the the Google side of doing routines as well. Yeah, but, so this is- But this yeah. change is interesting. Yeah, so this last change allows you to then, um, I guess, surface some of those um, parameters and options um, that you have when you define your custom task. So when somebody finds it, it's kind of like they get a form that says, oh, I want to be able to um, invoke this intent or this, this action or this task really, because a task turns into some feature that could be an intent or it could be something else um, on the Alexa side. But you know, here's this task and maybe this task has a parameter um, that you, you know, type in, like I think they were doing you wanted to play music and you wanted to, or a comedian, I think I uh, was the sample. And you could type in the name of a comedian that you liked. So what well, happens when you invoke that, then it does the task and then it passes a parameter to the task of the name of the comedian. 
and then it right and it also allowed for for drop downs in some fields and yeah so it was it was aware of what the parameter types could be and what the possible invocations could be so it's turning custom tasks into forms fillable forms i guess and routines is what it seems like to me and i think that's an interesting step you know one of the things that i wish and as far as i know neither quick links nor assistant links do this is let me have partial aliases. So for example, you know, right now you can say to, to your Google Assistant, uh, hey G, ask two voice devs to play episode 51. Mm -hmm. But there's no way for me to set an alias for the ask two voice devs to play episode part. Oh. So I can't just say, you know, hey G, run with episode 52. So there, there's no way for me to dynamically add that parameter. Oh, so you're saying uh, voice fill the parameter for the- Yeah. The task, yeah, oh, that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's lacking on both of them. I can't, you know, I'm yeah. sure both will eventually get there, but it's just interesting that I can, I can alias the entire phrase, but not a part of the phrase. Yeah. So uh, on the reverse side of custom tasks, um, something else that they talked about was send a phone. Hmm. So, so when you go from you know, social media or some non-device and you want to, to have something um, cast to your device, then you'd use a um, quick link or, or custom task quick link. Um, but if you're working on something on the on the device and you want to send something to your phone, so like maybe, um, you know, and this will, this will, we'll talk about this interesting feature here in just a minute. But um, then what you can can do is it, you know it could be a save point at a, a game or it could be I, I don't know it could be whatever something interesting a fact maybe it's like uh, you're using the art museum um, skill that uh, Katie and Bodad did. Um, then, then maybe you, you see something like, oh, save that. And then it would send it to your phone. And then inside of your app, your, your companion mobile app for um, Art Museum, then it would bring it up in that. Or you could do some other things, you know, send it via, um, you know, a text or something like that to, to somebody else. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the opposite um, direction. So that's interesting that you can round trip it. Um, where I find that interesting is this idea, and I'm not sure if it plays directly in with this, but maybe it would could pair with it would be this shared activities API where you can um, you know, be playing a game and um, accomplish something in the game. Maybe it's a, a turn-based and you can then send something off um, to somebody else to say, hey, it's your turn. And then they can do it and back well, and forth. So well, I'm wondering, well, yeah, on. go ahead because you just went into the other huge feature that everybody is talking about. Yes, I know I did. I snuck that in. So, so, and, and that is this huge, you know, asynchronous multiplayer game yes. feature that's launching, which I'm sure you were salivating about. <laughs> yes, I was definitely interested in that feature. So why don't you, why don't you talk about that one a little bit? Oh, you know what? I didn't. Uh, I missed that that episode actually um, of of the uh, Alexa Live. So that's I've got homework on that. I've I've seen a little bit. I've seen some diagram. I've seen some people you know, talk about it. A little chatter on Twitter, 
I, I understand the the gist of it as far as you know an asynchronous you know match mode kind of um, feature, but ex you know how to how it implemented it or what the nuances is I don't know yet. The, the so. nuances will be interesting, and I'm I'm sure yeah. we will dedicate at least one episode, if not more, to talking right. about it. But the the gist I got was that it allowed for things like. Um, you know, basically, as someone as I heard someone describe it, it's the words with friends feature. Okay. Yeah. Because what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to start a game with somebody else. You'll be able to know when it's your turn in that game. Um, and it's not meant to be you're both sitting there talking at the same time. It's meant to be one of you takes a turn. And then when you're done, the other person is notified that it's their turn. And then eventually they'll take their turn and so forth. Yeah, so and, it could be, I guess, in the same evening, or it could be like, you know, you used to play chess by mail, right? You can, exactly. So it could be, you know, near real time, or it could be, you know, strongly delayed. Right. You know, but it also could be things like, you know, um, I'll get a notification suddenly saying, hey, Mark just earned 300 points on Snatchword. They're now at, you know, this value for this week. You think you can catch up? Yeah, or they just passed you or something like right, that. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's supports those kinds of features and that kind of messaging on a broad scale, but also on a narrow scale when you know yeah. if you're playing one-on-one -on -one chess. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, that all fits together. Um, so not very much specifically for gaming, uh, but that would seem definitely uh, attributed to for uh, those that are creating voice games. So lots and lots of stuff here. Um, you know, there were, I know neither of us are big on the, the smart home or the device or the, the industry solutions. Yeah, was there anything about them that, that kind of jumped out at you? You know what? Um, no, I, I didn't really spend a lot of time on, on that. That's not, not my forte. And I was, <laughs> I was too, uh, you know, it's like the, throwing me into a ball pit and uh, I just ignored the red ones or something like that. It was just, there was so much to, <laughs> to look at that, that I didn't really spend so much time, but there's, I'm sure that I'll get exposed to some of those more, especially more on the professional side as I'm you know implementing different things for clients. Um, and as I have a chance to go back and, and look at some of those things. I, I think all of them were, were interesting. Um, you know, I think the biggest deal that I saw there was the fact that, you know, Alexa committed their support to the matter protocol, which everyone yeah. is committing their support to. Um, I think that was the biggest one that jumped out at me. Yeah, that definitely seems. Um, and, and there was some talk about uh, creating, um, I guess, competing voice assistants that <laughs> have their own unique wake word, but built on some of the same platform that Alexa is. That was, so that, uh, that was interesting. The demonstration yeah. from that, that they had with Verizon for Verizon's smart display device was, um, it was interesting in some ways. And I understood, you know, the, the, the Amazon team was very much pushing the, we want people to use whatever assistant is most appropriate on whatever device and, and so forth. But right. they were saying the right words. They were saying, well, <laughs> they were saying the right words, but the, demo, the the example of Verizon, I thought was a bad example. Oh. Well, it, it continued to convince me that their approach might not be the wisest approach. Let's put it that hmm. way. 
I, I, I think they're well-intentioned. I don't think that having one device that I need to remember the invocation phrase for 10 or 20 different things will really get us where we really want to go. Yeah, no, but but I, you know, I do know, you know, privy to some of the projects that I'm working on, that there is definitely interest in the industry of having this owned assistant. Um, so, um, you know, there's multiple ways to do that. And I think uh, Amazon's just saying we're one option if that's the route that you want to go. I, I think they want to, you know, they're, they're always interested, you know, with AWS to have a platform that you can build on and, and monetize on their side of things. And so... Um, I think they're just looking out for their interests there that's, as well. And, that's definitely a fair point. Yeah. So anything else from you about what else we're going to be, uh, what, what else grabbed your interest? And again, we're going to be going over all of these. And as we discover more, or, and I want to encourage everyone, if there are things that jumped out at you that you'd like us to talk about more, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, and I, no, oh, I didn't do a list. Uh, I did solicit some, some people out on, uh, on Twitter for some feedback and we did get some feedback on different features. And we did, I think we've talked a lot about some of the same features that other people were interested in, but I did fail to, um, to acknowledge them. Um, but yeah, check out, <laughs> check out my, uh, Twitter feed and the people that responded and, uh, and, you know, go ahead and carry on conversations. Um, you know, with us and among yourselves on these, these features as well. So yeah, we, we love having conversations with all of you about, you know, and about these things and about anything else that you're coming across as you develop for, uh, for Alexa and for Google Assistant. Yep. So I, there's more to look at. There's a lot of things to previews to sign up for, and then they'll trickle in over this next year as far as when they become available um, to try, or if I'm able to get into any of the betas or previews. Um, but uh, I'm excited for all, a lot of the stuff that came out. Um, so I guess that's it for this week of uh, Two Voice Devs. So uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mark. Have a good week. You too. Take care.